ladies and gentlemen, Sons of a Pitch Soccer Podcast, episode 175, coming at you tonight. We discuss the Canadian Championship fiasco, or should I say chaos is maybe a better word for that one. Signings and rumors abound. Montreal's new coach introduced, and as well, a Liga MX recap. Thanks for joining me. I'm Mike Uyomi, your host, Sons of a Pitch, an American soccer podcast. Exciting, exciting times. We're getting closer to the season. I hope you're enjoying the team previews that uh, that we've got launched already. Houston Dynamo and the New York Red Bulls. Stay tuned tomorrow. We have RSL coming up. Just got done recording Toronto FC, Philadelphia, and Atlanta United to foul, to start getting all of the CONCACAF Champions League teams in. So uh, getting ready for those. Hope you're enjoying them already. Hope you stay tuned and watch every single one of them. Make sure you hit that subscribe button down below and turn on your notification bell so you don't miss any of our awesome American soccer content. Now, with that being said, tonight's episode, I am looking to keep it around a 30-minute episode. That way I can... Uh, upload the team previews to the podcast side and uh, literally have been doing about two to three hours per day work for sons of a pitch. Uh, So going to be taking a little bit shorter on the podcast episodes for the next few weeks while the podcast gets all of the team previews dropped in through that. Uh, Now, some of the other news for the show, uh, we do have a tournament coming up that we're actually going to be a part of on sons of a pitch it is one of our friends over at the two balls and a mic podcast they're hosting their second annual community covid shield and uh, they're doing the round of 16 matches on wednesday night at seven o'clock so i believe that's seven o'clock pacific time so that's going to be nine o'clock central 10 eastern uh make sure you go find two balls and a mic on youtube and uh, watch this one we are in a matchup with friends of the show fair weather podcast they're gonna have liverpool sons of a pitch will have tfc of course and you see that star up there for fair weather pod they are the reigning champions of this tournament so uh we've got the reigning champions in the first round but that's fine I know we can take them. I guess they're going to rank the teams. They're going to have both 90 90 ranks or something like that so that the teams are fair. Uh, So make sure you tune in there. Go find Two Balls and a mic page, and uh, it's actually down in the description. So if you open up the description, you can click their page and go sub to them. Turn on your notification bell for them so you don't miss that action. And uh, go watch Sons of a Pitch Soccer Podcast in a competitive action. Right. So, uh, all right. With that being said, here we go. Uh, we got a couple people in the chat, brother BKL. How's it going, man? Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on as well. Ryan Anderson. What's up, man. Glad to, uh, record this morning with you and, uh, watch out for Ryan Anderson coming on the TFC preview for, uh, believe that's going to get launched on Friday. So uh, make sure to check out that one. Uh, All right, so let's get into some of the news and notes. First things first, the Canadian Championship fiasco. What a joke this is turning out to be. Uh, There was an opportunity for this game to be played last season, towards the end of last year, you know, since this was the 2020 Canadian Championship. There was an opportunity for this game to get played, and Forge could have gone down to Connecticut. However, they decided not to. They decided to kind of play it out in Canada, and they wanted the game to be played in Canada. Well, here we are now in the beginning of the season. First, it was going to be December. Then it was going to be January. Then it was the first quarter of 2021. Well, now the first quarter of 2021 is coming up 
to being over, and this game has not even been technically scheduled yet. There has been a rumor for March 20th. However, that has just been a rumor, and the, the Forge owner came out and wrote a piece saying, you know, this is messed up. We don't have as much time to train as Toronto FC. Uh, now, they are considered a a non-professional team in Canada. So that's why they can't train yet. Their season opens up later. So they're not able to train because of the COVID rules in Canada. So this has nothing to do with Toronto FC. This has nothing to do really with the CSA either. This is the, this is due to the government in Canada. And uh, so overall um, the owner comes out, talks about it. Now, look, Toronto FC just came down with a bunch of COVID tests. So they're not going to be training uh, positive COVID tests. So they're not going to be training. Now we don't know when this game's going to get played. We don't know. I mean, it's just, it's a complete mess, complete chaos and fiasco all for the Canadian championship of 2020 to happen. And uh, God, I hope it happens. I hope it happens before the, uh, before the end of the month It has to, because the winner of this matchup goes on to play Lyon in the CONCACAF champions league. Now we'll be dropping a CONCACAF champions league preview as well. Uh, coming up probably uh, the last week of March, getting ready for those. Rocky does it all is on as well. How you doing, Rocky? Thanks for joining. And uh, I just, I can't wait to get CCL going. I can't wait to get this Canadian championship over with and uh, have soccer back on the television other than Liga MX and some of the other, which we've, 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 we've covered and you know, it's been, it's been okay, but uh, can't wait for the, uh, the Canadian championship matchup and uh, simulcasting that here on sons of a pitch, as well as Toronto sports insider. So brother BKL says, that's true. I don't know what would happen if Canadian tournament goes on and uh, Ryan agrees. He can't wait for the CCL to start. Uh, so, you know what? Let's uh, let's take a uh, quick move here. Uh, we've got an announcement on the show here. Sons of a Pitch Soccer Podcast just launched our memberships here through the channel. So on YouTube, you can join and become a member of the Sons of a Pitch Soccer membership community. Uh, Going to be launching a video for that tomorrow. We've got uh, two different levels of memberships. So we've got the one $1.99 a month, which is the starter level of a starting 11 type player. And that is your name featured in the scroll loyalty badges and custom emojis. So you'll actually have a loyalty badge that changes with however long you've been a member next to your name in all chats and all comments. Uh, so when you're in a live stream reaction, watch along, hang out, you'll have that loyalty badge next to your name and you can use those custom emojis, which other other people cannot unless they're members. Now, we also offer a $4.99 designated player membership, all of the starter perks, plus members-only only lives, discounted merch, and name in the description of every video. So uh, anybody who can join, be awesome. Can't wait to get our first members. Uh, we've got the members scroll here, which I'm popping up on the screen. So during the lives, during the podcast episodes, we're going to have the names of all the members right there in the scroll going across. Um, so with that being said, I can't wait to see who's going to be first. Um, we actually have the first 10 spots as members will be considered the founders club. Now you will be designated as the founders club in this scroll, uh, as well as in the description. So first 10 members, regardless of level 199 a month, 499 a month, you're in the founders club and you can't beat that. Right. So uh, anyways, enough about that. Let's talk more about the soccer. Um, so talking about some of the transfer rumors and signings. So first things first, Nashville SC re-signs Eric Miller. Uh, Eric Miller 
decent player for Nashville. Not, you know, nothing to write home about. He's not an amazing type of player that's going to, you know, make or break a championship team, but a good depth piece for uh, any MLS team in Eric Miller. So excited to see him be re-signed by Nashville. Uh, and then it has a club option for 2022. Uh, he was out, out of contract after uh, last year. He's he's played for the Rapids, for CF uh, CF Montreal, Montreal Impact, right? Uh, Minnesota United, uh, NYCFC, and uh, now Nashville. So uh, question here from Ramon Pablano. Thanks for jumping on, man. Uh, can you pay with Super Chat? So it actually goes through the same way. However you pay through the Super Chat, uh, when you sign up, there's a little button down next to the subscribe button that says join. If you click that, you can then click the different levels and you would pay the same way you would for a uh, super chat. So if you have your credit card on there or a debit card or PayPal or however you have it hooked up, that's how it would work. So uh, thanks for asking about that. And maybe uh, you're going to be number one there, Ramon. Uh, I hope so. That'd be exciting. All right. So uh, Nashville resigns defender Eric Miller. And you look at their their lineup and don't want to get too in-depth with it because they're going to have, look at that. Ramon Poblano is a designated player, the first ever member for Toronto or for Sons of a Pitch Soccer Podcast. Ramon, thank you, sir. And uh, wow, absolutely fantastic. There you go. Now you got the little icon next to your name. And it once I once it refreshes, I think you'll have that uh, you'll have the custom emojis and the loyalty badges. Fantastic. Thank you, sir. Much, much appreciated. Thanks for joining the Sons of a Pitch soccer community. Uh, all right, so there you go. Now in the chat, I can see your uh, see your your uh, your loyalty badge. That is absolutely fantastic. Uh, all right, so looking at the, the lineup here, you've got uh, Dominic Baji, Jonder Cadiz, Abu Denladi, Daniel Rios, CJ Sapong. Good-looking team for Nashville so far, striking-wise. Defense is going to be strong. Walker Zimmerman, Romney, Miller. Uh, Jack Merritt, the young, uh, the young, uh, young super draft pick, Allstar Johnston. Uh, they got a decent little team there in Nashville. Made the second round of the playoffs last season, beating Toronto FC in the first round, uh, as well as beating the uh, the play-in game against Inter Miami that we did live. Uh, so really exciting time to be a Nashville fan. And these, are, these are the little signings that move a team forward and, uh, and higher up. So Ryan Anderson with the fire at Ramon Poblano. Thank you, sir. And, uh, super excited. We've got our first member. I got to, uh, change it up here. The next, the next, uh, live that we do next episode is going to have founders club Ramon Poblano. Boom. Number one, who's going to follow him to be the second member of Sons of a Pitch soccer podcast memberships. Uh, all right, moving right along to the next signing, some LA Galaxy news and notes, rumors, so to say. We've got uh, Samuel Granser, a 24-year-old winger, is possibly going to sign for LA Galaxy on a free from AS Monaco in Ligue Now, Greg Vanny loves Ligue 1, and Ryan, I know you've talked about it, uh, you know, you have uh, you've definitely talked about your your disdain for Greg Vanny. Uh, he loves Ligue because he played there, and so I think you're you're going to see a lot of guys coming over to LA Galaxy from Ligue because that's kind of the way he the way he rocks. Uh, David Barliak is on. How you doing, David? Thanks for jumping on, and uh, as well, quick shout out to David. Put together this awesome uh, channel banner for us. 
uh, the other day. And uh, there you go. So uh, I'm going to be putting that up on YouTube here, hopefully after the show tonight. Thank you, David, for uh, for putting that together. Much appreciated. Updated on Twitter. Going to update it here on YouTube. Much appreciated, sir. All right. So uh, Samuel Grant's here, 24-year-old winger from uh, from Monaco. Three-year possible contract. It sounds like it's done. Uh, as of right now, it sounds like it's completely done, but, uh, you know, uh, we haven't seen for sure. Jay Jardim is on. How you doing, my man? Thanks for joining. And uh, as well, Brian says he has found some nice players from Ligon for sure, especially Chris Mavinga. Uh, you think about that. Chris Mavinga came over from Ligon. Uh, there's been a couple other players as well that are no longer with TFC. Uh, so it should be interesting to see how he does with LA Galaxy there. Another talk through LA Galaxy is that uh, Victor Vasquez, former Toronto FC number 10, who left and went to Qatar, uh, may be coming back. He may be coming back to MLS, and he might be signing for the LA Galaxy. Now, Victor Vasquez, he needed some load management. He was not you know, up to snuff for uh, the for Toronto FC in his, in, after the 2017 season and then ended up leaving. Um, and... We'll see how, how it goes. And, and Rocky says Galaxy is a tire fire right now. They they are. Uh, they're a mess right now. But give it some time. Let Vanny work some magic. He will bring things back for the Galaxy. Are they going to win it all right away? No. But uh, I think he'll be able to keep some stability there in L.A. So Victor Vasquez, does he have anything left? I mean, he's not going to be the same player. That's for sure. Going to Qatar. Um and, and I don't even know how old he is now, but as Ryan says, yeah, Victor will not be as good as he used to be. No, he won't. But he still could be a good piece, veteran piece to have on a team. Uh, so be interesting to see how that goes. Um, all right, so next thing is Inter-Miami. Uh, we've got Inter-Miami. Lewis Morgan re-signs, uh, well, signs an extension with Inter-Miami. Lewis Morgan was probably the most important piece, was considered their team MVP, actually, but a very important piece for Inter-Miami. And he now gets rewarded with a extension of his contract. He came over from Celtic. He played extremely well. I love Lewis Morgan. I love his game. I think with some of the other pieces around him in Miami, that team can be good. They expect to be good. They will not settle for anything less. Uh, so good signing there by Inter-Miami. Now, Inter-Miami on the other side uh, of things, and right as Ramon Pablano pops up there with that awesome little badge, with that Sons of a Pitch badge, I love it. And you guys, too, can have the Sons of a Pitch logo next to your name in all live streams and live comments uh, if you join our New memberships just launched today, ladies and gentlemen. $199 starter level, or you can be a DP just like Ramon, $4.99. Lots of awesome perks to join in. So anyways, Inter-Miami, yes, they are under investigation by the league. Um, I don't know what's uh, what's going on there. As soon as it happened, they're they're saying that it's because of Blaise Matuidi's signing. Now, I remember when Blaise Matuidi came over and signed for Inter-Miami, he was designated as a TAM signing. I was in shock. I could not believe that they got him as a TAM signing. Uh, and apparently the league decided to investigate now. Uh, I am all for that because I think there was something fishy going on on that one. You've got a World Cup winner. You've got a guy coming over from Juventus, and he's not even a designated player. That just doesn't sound right. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this. Will the league fine or you know change things up for uh, for Miami 
or will they let him go because it's David Beckham because it's their, you know, their, 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 their child of, of, of MLS. That's the savior of MLS with the, the first ever designated player, right? We will see uh, brother BKL says, I'm glad inter Miami resigned him because he's good. Uh, resigned him because he's good. Uh, Ryan says, why wouldn't MLS owners not pay players under the table to win? The capital is lame. Oh, that's, that's Rocky. Yeah, to- totally agree. I mean, if you've got the opportunity and you're not going to get caught, yeah, why not? Um, totally. The, they need to change the cap, and may- maybe this will drive the, the league to change the caps up a little bit. I don't probably not. But Ryan says, I think MLS better bring the hammer down on Miami if they don't – if I don't think they will, but we will see. Agreed. I, I don't think they will. I think they'll end up letting – Beckham do what he pleases and uh, and and go that route because it's Beckham, it's Miami, it's the the superstar of the league, so to say. Um, but interesting to see what happens with that. We'll keep an eye on it before the uh, before the season starts. So now it's time for our sponsor break. This episode of Sons of a Pitch, an American soccer podcast, brought to you by Nice Premium Iceland Pure Spring Water. Also by Donovan Food Brokerage, a sales and marketing firm focused on food service sales in the Midwest. And lastly, by Skira, Icelandic spring water available at your local 7-Eleven. And now it's time for our weekly Chicago Fire Update brought to you by John Donovan. Take it away, John. Mike, John Donovan here. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about the Chicago Fire, Fire Midfield. In my opinion, it's no mistake that good teams like Seattle, Minnesota, Columbus have good number 10s. Columbus has Nagby, Seattle has Ladero. Uh, Minnesota at the end of the season got Rodriguez or Reynosa. Wonderful players, created a lot of imbalance. What the Chicago has is Gaston Jimenez, an Argentinian, 30 years old. Probably miss him for the part of the midseason. He plays for Paraguay. He got a transfer on his uh, national team basis. Fabian Herbers, who played for Philadelphia as a substitute and probably should have remained as a good substitute. Alvaro Madron, who's from Spain, played for Real Madrid. Um, He, I believe the Chicago plan on him playing number 10, but he really doesn't do it. And a gentleman that I'm really hoping that can do a job for us this year is Luke Stavanovich. He started last year against San Jose, but broke his M- or had to have an MCL operation after 45 minutes of play. I've seen him very little. I looked up uh, tapes on him, and there's just a few. He looks like he has a potential. The Chicago Fire have as their backups all young players: Alex Munoz, a homegrown guy from Chicago; Brian Gutierrez, that played a little bit against uh, New England, clever. Small, has to grow, and a young man by the name of Alan Rodriguez, another Chicago midfielder. Um, My opinion, the guy that probably could have played number 10 for the team last year and did a little bit, especially at the beginning of the season, was Jordy Mihaljevic. Unfortunately, they traded him. Never understand that. Um, What you want to do, Mike, as a midfielder, is as soon as that ball is cleared by a fullback, or a goalie, the first person they look to is those uh, defensive midfielders to get that ball moving quickly to the forward lines. The idea in soccer is to create unbalance. The way you create imbalance is by speeding the ball forward. 
The Chicago Fire last year did not do it. They waited and waited. Even the announcers were um, talking about how slow the play was. This year, they've got to be quicker. They've got to move the ball out, and they've got to find somebody that can play that number 10 position if they plan on making the playoffs this year. Thank you very much, and hope to talk to you all again next week. Thanks for that Chicago Fire update, John. We'll talk to you next week. All right, so uh, with that being said, let's move right to D.C. United signing the fourth overall super draft pick, Kimarni Smith. He's going to take up a uh, an international spot because of uh, him being born, I believe, in England. Uh, so he's actually going to take up an international spot. This was the fourth overall pick by MLS uh, in the MLS super draft by D.C. United. So uh, Tio is on on Facebook. How you doing, Tio? Thanks for jumping on, man. Glad to see you tonight. And then uh, Jay says, uh, the cap is a joke. It won't be changed for ages. I, I, I am afraid you're probably right, Jay, uh, but it should be. It, it's a joke. It really shouldn't be in this league. If we want to compete and be one of the best leagues in the world, it's time to move on from that uh, and, and get better. Uh, but overall, DC United, fourth overall super draft pick, Kamarni Smith. Signed, he had 26 goals and 11, 11 assists in college. Really good depth piece behind Ola Kamara and uh, and Yordi Reyna, who's going to be up front for DC United this season. So I like seeing the, the younger players, the, the super draft picks, come in and get a chance, especially with a club like DC United, when, uh, you know, they, they're not they're not really – gonna be going for a championship here this season let's let's be serious uh it's it's not gonna happen but uh rocky says oh this cap we probably should do a segment on this in the next episode but if the cap rule doesn't change it only allows for owners to pull ncaa student style bribing totally totally um then uh, yeah the cap is at least going to be around for five more years but they should ixnay it during the next cba negotiations yeah they i don't think they'll get rid of it they just need to at first raise it to be much much higher than it already is uh, they're not just going to get rid of it so we've got a long ways to go for that brother bkl says uh, this is my first time i heard the super draft between dc united where he plays every single time yeah he played uh, lots in college a superstar in college i believe it was clemson um definitely uh Definitely a good piece and a good pickup for DC United. Now, shifting over to uh, Brother BKL's New York City FC, Gideon Zalalem resigns with New York City FC. Um, this has got to be his last chance, right? I mean, this kid has been kind of like the wonder kid. He had come up from, come up through the system. He went over to Arsenal, was going to be the huge potential. And then it didn't work out in Arsenal. Lots of injuries. Went back to, to MLS through Sporting Kansas City. That didn't work out. And uh, and then after that, um, you know, it goes to uh, it goes to New York City and and doesn't do anything. Gets another injury. So now he's got one more chance. Resigned for another season. I hope this kid works out. He was supposed to be the next big thing for the U S national team a few years ago uh, when he was over at Arsenal, that did not work out. I'd like at least to see that he, and I think he has the talent to be a good piece for New York city. If he can stay healthy and uh, if he gets the playing time. So that will be interesting to see. Also with New York city FC, uh, they have sent Juan Pablo Torres to the Austin bold on loan. 
so a player that had a few minutes for NYCFC um, ends up moving to the USL through Austin Bold. Now it's going to be weird seeing two Austin teams playing next year. You're going to have Austin FC, the expansion team in MLS, and you're going to have Austin Bold in the USL. Definitely exciting to see that. Um, and Brother BKL says, uh, you know, I agree because he's really good from last time, but this year I want to see him play well for New York City. Uh, Gideon Zalelem, yep. That uh, I think there's a chance he could do special things. Hopefully he will. I'm not counting on it, though. He's had a lot of chances. He's been around a lot of places. Uh, he's got the talent. I just don't know if he can put it all together. Uh, now, for someone who was getting ready to sign for New York City, but turns out somebody else got him first, and that was the Columbus Crew, signs Alexandru Matan from FC Vitriol of Romania. You probably will remember we um, did offer, uh, or we were talking about it last week, or the week before that New York City FC was looking at signing this Alexandru Matan. Uh, however, he ends up going to Columbus. They come in and swoop in. Uh, looks like a decent signing, and go check out that episode if you want to hear more about Alex Matan. But again, Columbus keeps it coming, man. Columbus is balling right now. They've got a lot of talent on that team, and they keep on bringing pieces in. You're just waiting for this to kind of drop off a little bit, but it's not doing it. It's not happening. Columbus just keeps bringing players in. And then you've got teams like TFC who have signed no one. What is going on? What is the difference? It'll be interesting to see how Columbus does. As of right now, you got to put them as the favorites to repeat MLS cup with the moves that they've made this season. And uh, yeah, as, as Jay says, you know, Bez won't let it drop off and God, I miss Bez from a TFC perspective. That guy is unbelievable. One of the best, you know, GMs, front office guys in the league, hands down. No question about it. There is no better GM. Maybe Garth Lagerway in Seattle might have a claim to that, but I don't think so. I think it's Bez. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's uh, Brother BKL says, you know, that. wait, I heard of that guy. Crew did sign well, same thing as New York City. Yeah, they did. Uh, they came and the crew just swooped them right up. And Ryan Anderson says he misses Bez. I miss Bez. I think every TFC fan misses Bez big time. So, um, all right. So that's kind of the, the signing play of uh, the players and whatnot. We're 24 minutes in. A uh, few minutes left here. Wilfred Nancy, the new head coach for the Montreal Impact. Who? Who is this? Wilfred Nancy, the new head coach for the Impact of Montreal. Um, well, they're not. See, look at me calling a Montreal impact. They're not. They changed it to the snowflakes, to CF Montreal, Club de Foot, Club de Foot. Anytime I say that, I think of like myself like kicking somebody in the ass with my foot. That's what I think of. I don't know why, but uh, that's what it is. And Club de Foot Montreal signs Wilfred Nancy as their new head coach, the definition of promoting from within. Now, I love to see it. I love to see promoting from within. I think it's a good opportunity for this young man. I don't know anything about this guy other than what I uh, what I just read uh, today when I was researching this. But uh, <laughs> Jay Jardim says, club de foot. And then, come on, Mike. <laughs> hey, you know what? It, I'm sorry. I just, I can't. That's, that's just, that's all I can think of. And uh <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Anderson says club foot snowflakes. There you go. And yeah, he's going to have fun with that one. Ramon says, uh, I prefer snowflakes. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
totally. Um, all right. So maybe we'll, instead of club the foot, we'll just call them the snowflakes. How about that? Well, Wilfried Nancy, uh, he's been an assistant coach for the Montreal impact since 2016. He's been in the organization even longer since 2011 was when he started working for the Academy. Now, he's been with this club for a very long time. Now going through a rebuild and a rebrand, now's probably the time to not hire from within. It would be my thought. Now, if you had a very good team that was kind of at that level and ready to, you know, it was made, let's say they made the Eastern conference final last year and they were one step away. Um, maybe you do this, you go this route. Uh, but for me, when you're doing a rebrand, you're trying to start anew. And when you, get a guy, you, you, you promote a guy from within that's been with the organization for 10 years. What, how is that going to change the culture of the club? And I think that's, uh, you know, that's, I just, I just can't get behind it. Uh, Ryan says, uh, all seriousness. I think it's an amazing appointment for CF Montreal. Uh, and, and it may be, I mean, it seems like, you know, he's a good coach, uh, from what we're seeing, he has spent time in the Quebec, uh, the Quebec College Association coaching as well. So he is like a true and true Montreal Quebecois guy. Um, now, hopefully it works out. But for me, my biggest thing is the fact that it's been a rebrand. And, uh, you know, it, when, you, when you change your logo, you change your team name, you, you know, you're, you're now changing head coaches because he wimped out and, and left to go back uh, to England. Um, and you have a guy like Thierry Henry, and then you now go to a guy that you promote from within when you're rebranding. To me, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, so Jay says, uh, you know, when someone mentions Club the Foot, it makes me laugh. That name is amazing. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then Ramon says, maybe they are just going to use him as a placeholder for someone else. That is a possibility to uh, promote a guy, reward a guy who's been there for so long with the job and within six months, you're going to, you know, you're going to rebuild the team anyway and get a new, a new side uh, and a new coach at that. So speaking of the Montreal club, de foot snowflakes, um, <laughs> David Barley says petition for the MLS broadcasters to call Montreal snowflakes. I love it. I love it. Uh, speaking of Montreal, they're going to be playing in Miami. Well, not Miami Fort Lauderdale. They're going to be playing, um, out of Inter Miami's stadium in Fort Lauderdale. Now, there, how can you even get even more messed up than that, right? Oh, we're going to be playing at Inter Miami Stadium. Oh, wait, it's not in actually in Miami. It's in Fort Lauderdale. So Montreal is just a mess. They're going to be playing out of sunny Florida as well as TFC. TFC announced that they will be playing. They will be based out of a resort in Orlando playing home games at uh, at Orlando at Exploria stadium or in Tampa. Now they haven't said which, uh, which location in Tampa they'll be playing. I don't know if they'd be playing at, uh, at Raymond James stadium, uh, or if they where the Buccaneers play, or if they'll be playing at the rowdy stadium, that Al Lang baseball stadium slash turned soccer stadium. Uh, there's lots of stadiums to use down there, but, uh, for me, I don't really like it. The TFC is going to be playing in two different locations, yeah, it's close, an hour and a half away, but it's still a drive. And if anybody has done the drive between I-4 uh, or I-4 from Orlando to Tampa, that drive can suck sometimes. Lots of construction on that road all the time. It is not a good one. Um, 
So that can be frustrating. That can definitely, if you're, if you're based in Orlando, you should be playing in Orlando, period. They've got the Citrus Bowl. They've got, honestly, they should just play out of the Citrus Bowl. That's the simplest thing is just play out of the Citrus Bowl and be done with it. Um, but somebody who makes a lot more money than I do decides on those types of things, and uh, and that is it. So Rocky bringing it back to Montreal. There isn't club de foot French for the gout. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. I don't know my French at all, man. Uh Ryan says, I need to see Pozuelo and Tom Brady jersey swap. Yes, that would be badass uh, if they do play out of Raymond James Stadium and Tom Brady's there for a game. That would be really, really cool, uh, but don't don't count on it, right? All right, so Jay says uh, he thinks that, uh, honestly, Mike, this is another off year for TFC. I say they come out strong and fade in the end again. Uh, Jay, before you make any crazy ideas there, just wait from um, being away from home will take its toll again. Just wait for our Toronto FC season preview that'll uh, that Ryan and I did together. We recorded this morning and I'll we'll be launching it Friday night. And uh, just wait for that. We had a good conversation about this, and I think it's going to be different this time around because Toronto FC is mentally prepared to be in Florida for a long time. Yes, they're saying it's only temporary. They might come back to Toronto, but I think anybody with a brain can tell them, "Hey, guys." You know you're going to be in Florida for a very long time. Just stick with it and and uh, go be ready to play the entire season in Florida. We'll bring the families down, all that kind of stuff. I think it's going to be different this time around. So hope I'm right. We had a good conversation about it. So, Jay, before you get too down on it, watch that, team, that season preview for TFC Friday night. Uh, all right, so now a little uh, quick Liga MX recap. Uh, Liga MX in match day 10 or Hornada 10, uh, Atletico San Luis and Toluca, a 0-0 draw. Atletico San Luis continues to surprise. Um, Puebla and Tigres, a 1-1 draw. Atlas beats Juarez 2-0. Club America beats Lyon 2-1. That was one that uh, we did here a uh, live stream reaction for last week. Lots of fun there. Uh, Monterey and Queretaro. Monterey wins 2-1. to one. Mazatlan and Chivas tie 1-1. Santos beats Necaxa 3-1. Cruz Azul continues to win and stays top of the table over Pumas 1-0. And then Pachuca, lowly bottom of the table. Pachuca beats Club Tijuana 2-1. to one. So uh, Ryan Anderson says Club Leon has been trashed this whole season. Toronto FC will do fine against them. I think if TFC does get there, beats Forge, which they should, I think they do have a very good chance to beat them. Uh, in Liga MX, you look at that table, and, and yeah, Club Leon is sitting in 16th place right now at the bottom, tied with uh, tied for the bottom on seven points. Uh, so yes, definitely an opportunity for TFC to cash in on that one. Cruz Azul still sits on top of 24 points. Club America right below them at 22. And then Monterey, Toluca, and Santos, three, four, five spots all on 18 points. So there's the Liga MX recap quickly. And uh, make sure you guys watch out for the Sons of a Pitch soccer podcast, MLS season previews. Uh, again, we'll be uh, we'll be doing that one on uh the, tomorrow will be rsl and then i believe thursday will be philly uh and then friday will be tfc saturday will be atlanta united so watch out for those also go check out two balls and a mic their youtube channel and hit that subscribe button turn on that notification bell so you don't miss their second annual community covid shield round of 16 wednesday at 7 p.m pacific they are out of san diego 
and uh, our, we're matching up against Fair Weather Podcast. So those of you who have been with uh, with us for a long, long time, you will remember we actually interviewed the Fair Weather Podcast back uh, when COVID first started. So we're facing them. They have that star above their their logo because they won the tournament last year. So uh, make sure you follow along with that and root us on. I'll be in the chat for sure, and I hope you guys will be as well. Uh, all right, so uh, Ramon says, yeah, they uh, they won the cup and then went to last, and that's Lyon. He says, I went to the Lyon LAFC game. It was amazing. That was prob- that was an amazing game. I am I'm jealous, Ramon. That is fantastic. That game was unbelievable. Um, totally amazing. That what a game. That comeback over Lyon when they were down that much from that first leg, crazy. I'm sure it was amazing. Uh, all right. So with that being said. Uh, Rocky says, let's link up for a Portland preview. Our first game is in one week at Talking to Woods. I also have an interview with a few players lined up. All right, good stuff. We'll talk about it, Rocky. I'll have to message uh, tomorrow because I'm going to bed. It's been a long, long day. Uh, David Barliak, great question. Who from the MLS teams has one of the, uh, has the biggest chance to win CCL? It's a tough one. I think that falls to uh, Atlanta United and Toronto FC. I think uh, probably maybe Columbus in there as well. Um, but we'll be talking about that more during our CONCACAF Champions League preview that we'll be doing towards the end of the month. So make sure to uh, stick around for that one and watch that one when that one comes out. Now, with that being said, I'm done here on the podcast. Make sure you guys uh, subscribe, turn your notifications on, and become a member just like Ramon did tonight. Ramon, our first, our inaugural member to join the Founders Club, first 10 members of Sons of a Pitch Soccer Podcast membership community are going to be part of the Founders Club. Starter level, $199, $499 designated player. Jump on it, guys. We'll see you guys soon. And uh, with that being said, good night, and we'll talk to you all later.